Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Like just right up here. So can I put my phone here? You can put your phone. Will there. that do that? Yeah. Okay. It's a unidirectional mic, so it's not going to pick up things. All right. So right it's be easier it. for me if I treat this like I'm speaking on my phone, but my phone's on speaker. But like yeah, I'm, yeah. So you have to hold the phone. Like I'm driving. All right. So this one I know. So that way I know to keep my mouth close to it. So that way I'm like aware. Because if I, if my phone's up here, like I know. But right here again, audio podcast. So visuals super helpful. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Hey Mason, you got engaged. I did get engaged on Congratulations. Friday. Thank you very much. That's big news. That's a big lifestyle. That's the well, nothing's going on in Hollywood, so I had to make the news. I'm not sure that made the news. Look, but you can I'm either you. are you going to be the news today, or you're going to make the news today. Oh, I like that. I also heard recently someone say, "I'm here for a good time, not a long time." That's been around since like the '70s. I've never heard that. That has been a phrase that's been used. For, I love that phrase. We're here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. A lot of it recently it's been co-opted by like the Logan Pauls and like the really scummy YouTube contingent. Oh, good. So I'm pretty much a scummy YouTube contingent. I I love hearing YouTube drama. YouTube drama is my favorite thing. Really? It's kind of, this is what I imagine in the 2000s when like Mm -hmm. the dot com bubble burst. Right. And like realizing, oh no, this is just your generation's like, oh no, we got a whole bunch of money for nothing and now the money's gone away and I don't know what to do. I don't have sympathy for YouTube celebrities that are now scared because their business... Like, I'm sorry, guys from Smosh, that you uh, no longer have any money. Sorry. Yeah. Who's going to make Pokemon raps and scream into the laptop now? Oh, I love Pokemon raps. Yeah, I know, but, like, we shouldn't have made those guys billionaires. I, I agree with that. Tumblr is going away, too. Tumblr is getting rid of all their R-rated stuff. Well, they're not going away. They're just... Oh, it's going away. I feel 90% like... 90% of Tumblr is... R-rated bullshit. The thing that I'm concerned about the most is now those people are going to be freed. We had Tumblr as a barrier That's to not- keep them all... In- <laughs> so they were all encaged in one area. Now they're going to be loose on the rest of the internet. And so now I'm just sitting here on Reddit and my big brother forum trying to figure out you know what the live feeds and all of a sudden the creepy Tumblr weirdos are going to come in. And I don't appreciate that. A lot of movie stuff happened this week. Did they? Yeah. Well, the Endgame trailer dropped. That is, is that just like number one with a bullet? Oh yeah, is of the, course. Yeah. So I found out that. By the way, welcome to Five by Five at the movies. Oh yeah, hi we're everyone. A, five by Five at the movies. We're your, a podcast. Your source for movie news and and such. Well, Mostly hot such. takes. Mostly such. Okay, so Endgame trailer came out. The Far From Home trailer was supposed to follow it. Everything got pushed back because they were originally going to release uh, the. Uh, Endgame trailer on the day of mourning for HW. Oh. And they're like, it's not fair of us to co-op news sites with this. So they weighed it and then released it later. So now we're going to get the Far From Home trailer later. You seem to not be impressed by that. I'm I think that's my... a classy move. <sighs> no. No? I don't care. I, I mean, I... HW is only one guy. Thanos wiped out half of everyone. I, I know. I, I, <laughs> I feel like I had the same thing when Reagan died. Where it's like, I just don't get it. And like, I understand, but it's also the dude was 90 a million. So <laughs> he was not stricken down in his prime. This is just an old right. man dies. Yes, he was important, but. All right. Was he? I mean, was the post he? office didn't need to be closed. 
Hot take from Mason Shear. The post office doesn't need to be closed for a presidential funeral. His body's on tour like it's the Rolling Stones. Like he's still just like going around. Everyone's taking a look at right now. (laughs) Wow. That's not even a joke. That's a thing. I know. Okay. Okay. Shelving all that. End game trailer. We're talking about movies. What'd you think of the end game trailer? So I didn't understand what was happening in the very, very beginning. Uh, Stark is on the um which i thought was the milano but they never no, they lost the milano and right so too. it's an other m-class ship it's, it's called the benatar yeah it's for the, pat benatar, pat benatar yeah, so it's, it's similar looking to and i didn't know that in the last uh avengers movie i thought that was the milano it is the benatar it's their next well, yeah, that was in guardians 2 that's why they split up and so rocket was trying to fix it and then they all was like you know what? fuck this i'll just get this other ship yeah so we got basically the same ship so, okay so he's in the ship so yeah, he's in the guardians ship Okay, and he's and the way the trailer was going, it's he's been out stranded for weeks. Yeah, it looks no like more he's food, no out more of water. fuel, nothing. Like, how is he stranded? I don't know how those spaceships work. It seems like it should be really easy for him to pop over to any like spaceport. I mean, I can. I, I mean, granted, all the stuff we saw in the trailer will be done in the first ten minutes. Like these right. are they only show the first ten minutes of the movie. But uh, so I understand it's alien technology, but he is like the smartest person to ever live. He can't figure out how to attaches arc reactor in his chest I mean, to the ship it, it's a ship like not designed for but like peter quill is just a dude yeah like, he's smart enough to run a spaceship like i i can i feel like stark can figure it out like he he built jarvis and he built everything else so stark can figure this out so i'm assuming he's just trying to like find a gas station but they're all of humanity's wiped out and so he can't actually get fuel what if he is not trying to get home to earth but out been searching for thanos and that's why he's out of fuel Ooh. Because, yeah, cause, okay, so Cause, the end... Because, like, yeah, it'd be easy for him to go anywhere, but maybe he's just, like, on this murderous fuck. Like, he's so driven mad by the loss of Peter that now he's just jumping from system to system to system looking for Thanos. All right, so... Oh, by the way, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> They know. Uh, yeah, so at the end of Avengers Infinity War... Right. Who was... Like, because I know, obviously, half the people left, but on... Where, where Stark was stranded, was he the only one left? Nebula, and she's on the ship with him. Okay, it's so it's him and Nebula. So Stark and Nebula are the only ones in like that, that group, group, so to speak. Yep. Okay, so that group. You could laugh; it's funny. I'm just gonna let it hang there for a little bit. Thank you. So, so Nebula would know how to draw. Nebula would know how to do it then, right? Even so, in like because Nebula's in like yeah, like so I, I guess. That was the part, and then like that was the first thing you see. So your immediate reaction is like, "Wait a minute, what's what's happening here?" What's that's going a really on? good point. I haven't thought about. Nebula definitely knows how to drive a spaceship. Oh yeah, because like she's like the guardian, yeah, of the galaxy. Okay, is that not the movie? No, no. But so she would. So 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 I guess it's not an issue of knowing how to drive it. I think it's just they are stranded. But then yeah, I think he went looking for Thanos. That's my new theory. Which makes sense because he's with Nebula, and that's like they both have like that same alignment and that same idea of like, all right, let's. F this, let's throat punch him. Oh yeah, especially her man. She's she she wants uh, vengeance for Gamora. He wants vengeance for Peter. They're like, what the fuck is going back to Earth going to accomplish? Let's go get this big ball sack chid motherfucker. All right, so they're doing that. That's cool. Um, I didn't like how they just kind of yada yada that Scott Lang is now back. Okay, so my roommate brought up something interesting that the in the corner of that, and this might be to throw you off, it does say 1980-something in the corner of that footage. Of what? Of what, of him at the of front Scott. door? Yeah. Of him at the front door. So remember, Captain America's like, is this archival footage? 
And then it kind of, it's a quick cut to uh, Black Widow going, that's the front door. It, it might be the front door, but it might also be archival footage. Because remember, he was stuck oh. in the quantum realm, which is all about time travel. So he might have been shot out in the 80s, gone to the Stark warehouse that he, he knew was there from when he went and stole the generator in Ant-Man 1. Okay. So we might get old man Scott Lang is what I'm saying. This is such a weird thing because like this is a movie that I feel like needs another movie because there's going to be a lot of time travel elements Three in here. Three hour cut time right now. I'm all about it. Which I'm cool with that. The first one was real quick. So I'm cool with like a three hour movie, especially if it's going to wrap up 10 years. But I'm excited. I think everyone's excited about also, it. Also, I want to see pissed off Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, he's pissed off killing people with a sword. Yeah. He doesn't even want the bow and arrow anymore. He wants the up-close kill. Like, this isn't fast <laughs> enough. Oh, my God. I love it. All right. All he's right. He, you know his kids and wife are gone. Oh, oh, 100%. They're just gone. I want the movie to start with just a big like Excel spreadsheet and that just says who's here, who's gone. <laughs> I want so to just... start off with him sweeping up his house. Ooh. He's just pushing a broom of his wife and kids around like, yeah. like a chimney sweep from Mary Poppins. Because there's no way you don't start the next movie without just, okay, let's do a running tally. Who's still here? Well, that's what I think when the the, the when they're up on the screen and you mm-hmm. see Shuri and you see Scott Lang, I think they're trying to figure out who's around and who's missing. Who's there? Okay. So that's that, my guess. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to t- tackle that. That's going to be a major. So who's here? Who's happening? So, Moving on. All right. Next thing. The Oscars uh, still don't have a host and just might not this year. I am available. <laughs> okay, so. Was it the Oscars? Uh, it was, I remember. Whoever's I, listening, just know that Mason will host for you. And I don't have any homophobic tweets, so don't worry about Are that. Are you sure? I am very sure. There's not sure. a single tweet that could come back and bite you in the ass. Not a homophobic one. But is there or any a racist tweet one? That can come back, a misogynist one, maybe. Maybe, but you're a piece of shit. That's right. Sorry, I, I officially withdraw and resign. Nice. Was it the Golden Globes or the Emmys a few years ago that didn't have a host? I have no idea what you're talking there, about. There was an award show they did within the last like five years. People's or so. Choice Awards. It might have been People's Choice because who gives know. a shit? But they did that whole thing where there was no host, and it was just. Because you don't need a host. You don't need it. It's already... They're, they're worried about the ratings. Like, how about you chop it down to a fucking hour instead of three and a half? Yeah. Like, like just be like, have the over voice announcer be like, ladies and gentlemen, here's to, you know, to best producer award. Here's Kate Blanchett. And she comes out and says, here's what producing does. And here's the winner. And then the next one comes. You don't need the host. Fuck I, the host. I, w- I will say... Fuck him in the goat ass. I do think that would be incredibly boring. Yeah, but it'd be less boring if it was an hour instead of three and a half. Yeah, if it was an hour and they just like wrap it. Do you it. like the monologues? I don't. I don't <laughs> like the monologues, but like I, I do understand the need to break it up. Now, granted, stretching over three hours is too much. That's when you end up with like this dead zone period of, hey, we just bust in a bunch of tourists. Look how wacky and zany. Like, I don't care about that. I like the idea of doing like small bits in between. Little bits. So, little bits. Like, so like... Granted, the Ellen selfie was super maligned after the fact, but at least it was like 20 seconds, quick little joke, move on to the next set of presenters. That's a lot of money in one selfie. That is a lot of money in that. Like that. But you can break up the monotony a little bit of just like two people who don't interact with each other. Like just like doing like, like, like 
do like little bits, like little skits. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be like a thirty-five minute long ordeal. I did see one of the articles about this said make it SNL-ish and just have a bunch of people kind of in charge and do that kind of shit. Just make it improv in between and like that would be fine. I mean, people are there to see the winners. They want to hear the speeches. They're not here to see what's Jimmy Kimmel gonna do next because <laughs> no one cares. Like no one cares about. Sorry, that. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, avid listener of Five by Five of the movies. Number one fan with a bullet. You never know. Uh, so that's that. I- I'm on board for no host. I'd say get rid of everything. Just make it a 20 minute presentation. Here's the category. Here's the winner. 20 second acceptance speech. On to the next one. Yeah, then just do just a dinner. Don't even televise it. I like that idea too. Like you can go it's- if it, if it's just like rent out a banquet hall for six hours. You can like do it after the fact. Don't do it live. It's like the academic awards you had in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Like do that. Do it like on a like a week out. Have them just do a big fancy elaborate dinner. They can all give out the awards, give the speeches, and then spend the next two weeks with just editors and just knock it all out and just make everyone. It sign. It could almost be like the correspondence dinner. Yeah, and you can either make people sign NDAs to like if you are super scared about leaking information, which is still absurd to me. Like there is more protection over the best actor and actress like the award winners. Oh, we're going to talk about NDAs in a little bit. Oh, okay. I've got I've got shit to say about that. The belief I'm sitting in just moved. I, I don't understand like how that needs to be like guarded like it's the recipe for Coca-Cola. Yeah, maybe if you didn't guard it so badly you wouldn't have fuck-ups like Moonlight and La La Land. Right. Like, maybe that... if more people knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah, you can... Alright, we're moving on. Alright. Legendary Pictures is set to make a reboot of The Toxic Avenger may be the worst fucking idea on the face of the planet i mean you gotta make new b movies somehow man I don't someone know had s- someone had twenty dollars to spend if i don't know if you've seen the original toxic avenger no i've never had any it's interest. not good i know it's a cult classic but i mean like there are other things to sink money into there are better places for the love of fuck stop rebooting garbage for garbage sake there, there is something to the idea of like once you have money going back and I didn't have the money I wanted to make this before but now I do so now here's my original vision but that's what led us into like the Indiana Jones and like the Star oh, Wars Crystal Skull what a masterpiece right and like all like the like Steven Spielberg going back in and like doing re-edits because this is what I always wanted it to be it's like nah dude you, you get one shot to make a movie and once you hit send you're done leave it alone yeah like Just leave it alone. It's it, stupid. It's dumb. Avatar news, because I know everyone likes Avatar news. This I like. Your, I know weekly. you're not the biggest seller. I love Avatar movies. Uh, main baddie uh, confirmed to continue be through the movie Stephen Lang's uh, Colonel Quaritch, the guy that gets killed wearing the mech suit. That the bad guy that looks like he's in Toy Soldiers, Small Soldiers. Oh, I never saw Avengers. Or um, whatever, Avatar. Avatar. I never you never saw Avatar. saw Avatar? I never saw the Avatar. The highest grossing movie of all time? I know. It made $25 billion. I never saw I'm it. I'm going to put this as a promise to our listeners. We're going to have a whole special based on Avatar where you're going to sit down and watch it with me. And you're going to be so underwhelmed. When Avatar 2 comes out, we'll do that. Okay. I'm going to give Deal. myself 10 and a half years to prep. Deal. Okay, fine. But then uh, you have to promise to me that when Avatar 2 comes out... The, the day of, you need to watch Avatar with me, and then we need to go to the theater and watch Avatar 2 together. You have to do a double feature that's like uh, six hours long. Promise me. Uh, do promise want, me. I promise. 
Do people watch Avatar at home? I feel like it only was... I watch it at home all the time. I thought it was only good in the theater because it needed that. The, I mean, the, the 3D was great, but I do watch it at home. I think it's a great film. Flim. 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 Flim podcast. I mean, I'll, I just I just love the fact that it made all this money but had zero impact on okay, pop so culture. Okay, so spoiler alert, the main bad guy dies Okay. Uh, in a fight, but he is now the main bad guy in the upcoming ones which are sequels not prequels and uh his character changes a lot according to the actor there's a lot of character growth that has to do with him being stuck on the planet yeah but they always kill jason Voorhees, and he comes back anyway so like it's not that situation this guy is a human i know but like the fact that it happens in movies doesn't surprise me it doesn't shock you it doesn't shock like i feel like that trope is no longer he died but he came back to life it's like well yeah no you can you can do that that's totally believable and like avatar is a super fantastical movie like there is definitely a technology out there like that's fair they killed off the dude in kingsman but he came back for the second one that's a like, such a good point like they just like more masterpieces they just decided like oh wait no you know what uh, colin firth as a uh we found the cure for a bullet to the brain yeah it's like, <laughs> as long as you get there like super quickly it'll be okay Oh, you thought your friend was dead. He's just mostly dead. <laughs> um, Harry Potter movies. How caught up are you? You've seen I've, all the I've originals. seen all the movies. Have you seen Fantastic Beasts 1 and 2? Uh, 1, not 2. No, that's what I thought. So Fantastic Beasts 2, uh, which I did like, uh, poses a lot of questions. That's and what really I heard. That's what I heard. Fucks with a lot of the post ply and like stuff going on so when asked on twitter jk rowling can you sum up fantastic beast 3 in three words she said the following answers are given okay. reaction hot take so they set up a movie that didn't make any sense for the sole purpose of i think that she is trying to do a whole other series and i she think she is, got caught but I think she got I don't, caught. No, because she wrote the motherfucker. She knows what she's doing. I think people are giving a negative reaction because there's too many. I thought she was going to be like, everyone's going to be like, why? And then I'm going to explode all these answers on their faces. But people are just angry because she created this world. And now she's kind of twisting the rules of it a little bit. All right. You ready for a hot take? Sure. You don't care. I think J.K. Rowling should not be allowed to do anything else in the Harry Potter universe. I think she Ooh, needs to have is a hot the keyboard taken away. Because at this point, all she is doing is editing. And all she is doing is... Well, no, actually, it should be this. It's actually, well, no, no, no. The universe needs to be taken away from she her. She should pull a Lucas, is what you're saying. Sell it yes. off for $5 billion. Or not even sell it off, but just... Take a step back. Take a, take a step back. This is the universe we have created. Here are the rules... Here's the history. Here's the backstory. No more editing. No more manipulating. Like, eventually, you're going to undo all the good that you have done. I agree with that. I, I First, I wanted to jump across the table and punch you in the throat. But I agree with you. You're right. Like, once she, you... she's, she's changing histories that shouldn't be changed because I fell in love with the universe she created. It's She doesn't have the right to destroy it. Right. Like, like I, I go back to the Dumbledore is gay thing. Where it's like, right. it's been there the whole time. Like, has it? I don't know. I like that. Like, yeah. I don't like what she's done to Dumbledore in this movie. Right. So it's like, okay, so so eventually he has changed his entire character now. And then he just stopped being this guy once Harry Potter She's not stopped. George R.R. R. Martin is what you're saying. Yes. Like, <laughs> Got it. 
And, like, the same rules apply for, like, Star Wars, Star Trek, like, all these, mm-hmm. like, expansive mm-hmm. universes. Once you've, like, hit a point, you are no longer allowed to change the blueprint. Not to say that that's not uh, a fix-all, because I didn't think uh, Last Jedi was very good, and I thought Force Awakens was very good. Right, okay. Like, I think J.J. was great, and I didn't uh, It is what it is. Right. I just, I just think that at a certain point, like... Anyway, that made me really happy. She just answered, answers are given, and I want to see what happens. And mm-hmm. it's it's not a make or break, but I, I didn't agree with you before. Now I kind of agree with yeah. you. Moving on. Did you know there's a Charlie's Angels reboot? Again? I didn't. It, fin- it wrapped. It finished production. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I might. Who's in this? Okay, ready? I, I think I might have known So this. it's directed by Elizabeth Banks. Yes, I did know about this. Who is going to be the Bosley character, but there Mm -hmm. are three Bosley characters. Have we talked about this before? I don't remember. I don't think so. Maybe if we did it in one ear and not the other. But... Uh, like Kristen Stewart's in it? Chris, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so is Naomi... Um, what the hell's her name? What? Naomi Scott. Scott. Uh, Kimberly from Power Rangers. What? Kimberly from Power Rangers. The new one. The new one. Okay. The new one. The new Kimberly Hart. Not Amy Jo Johnson. Right. Close, close personal, personal friend. friend. Uh, <laughs> I do that every time. I still do that. Every do time. Every day. Okay. Uh, so, no, it's Naomi Scott who met Elizabeth Banks on the set of Power Rangers. Right. That's and how then... she got into this. Uh, Naomi Scott also Jasmine... For the new Aladdin coming out next year. Oh, okay. So she is just blowing up every 90s and before thing now. Yeah. Naomi Scott is going to blow the fuck up. Mark my words. She is going to be the next fucking America's sweetheart. But it's her, uh, Kristen Stewart, Ella Belincia, who I, I don't recognize from a lot of stuff, but they're the angels. But then other Bosleys are um, Demu, I can't pronounce his last name, the guy from uh, the first Guardians movie. Uh, who catches Star-Lord with the orb the first time. Oh, yes. I don't know how to say his last name. And then Patrick Stewart are all playing Bosleys, which instead of one person now, it's basically... So it's like a code. It's like a Bosley's code Bosley's a code name, like Q, uh, for there's angels all over the world now. It's a network of angels, not just one group. That makes sense. That makes more sense that it's... Than just one super group Right, it's just one, one city. group with like a dude just in his apartment. And I kind of like that idea. I mean, that's isn't that like the theory? Like, I mean, that's how James Bond and all that works. It's not just James Bond. He's just... It's just a code name. He's just a code name. And there's also a lot of other agents out there. He just happens to be... Yeah, like, he's the, 007. He's the best one, but there was still a 006. Yeah. So like, it's still... That makes sense if like there's a whole... Isn't double, I didn't watch all the... Brosnan ones isn't 006 the bad guy in one well, of them so that's uh, Goldeneye so it's 007 and 006 are partners but then 006 dies in the beginning of the movie but then surprise he's alive in the bad guy da 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 Anyway, that's happening. I thought that was cool. And I'm really excited for uh, Naomi Scott's career now because she's just doing reboot after reboot she's after reboot. She's going to take them all. I just like it. They tried to do a Charlie's Angels TV show. and like Four episodes. That is a, that Four is a trend. Four episodes. 2005. That is a trend that I'm, I'm, I'm hoping goes away and I'm hoping is done because you can't make a TV show out of a movie. Charlie's Angels was a TV show that became a movie. Yeah, but then you can't take the movie and then do a TV show. You can't go that. Well, you're saying when you Xerox something over and over and over again, it just becomes lighter and shittier. I had a really nice filet mignon for dinner, but then I put it in the microwave and ate it up over 25 days. Like, no, you don't get to do that. Uh, exception to this rule, I would like another Brady Bunch. <laughs> no. I want a whole other Brady Bunch. Here's the thing. They can't do a Brady Bunch anymore. Why? Because it would have to be because you have uh, the Greg and Marsha. They're going to be on their phones. Right. And millennials, you know. 
No, you still said it in like the the seventies. Oh, hard pass. Oh fuck. Hard yeah. pass. If you're gonna redo the Brady Bunch, do it now. Like now, it at least nope. It would it would make sense. And but it, also, it would be a TLC show, and everyone would be super bummed. Mark out about and Carol, it. both women. Who? Mark and <laughs> Mark and Carol. Who? The parents. Greg. Greg's the oldest son. It's Mike. Is it Mike? It's Mike Brady. Oh, whatever. It's Mike. Mike and Carol. Have you ever actually seen the show? I've seen bits and pieces. Are you Mike and Carol, both girls. Okay. Th- that's my hot take on the on the new Brady Bunch. On the new Brady Bunch reboot. Yeah. It's still a TLC show and it's still And Tiger is an actual tiger <laughs> instead of a dog. Tiger is not important at all in Tiger this... is important. There's a whole episode where they lose him. They okay. also have a whole episode where they went to Hawaii and stole a tiki idol. That doesn't need to be a plot point of the entire series. I think it should be based in Hawaii. <laughs> okay, moving on. No. Venom screenwriter. Jeff Pinker says it's not impossible to imagine the next Venom has Spider-Man in it. Uh, I think he's teasing at the fact that Sony is trying to talk to uh, Marvel and they're trying to get them to accept Venom as like a part of that universe story. Wouldn't the next one be Venom versus Carnage? Theoretically. That would be the next movie anyway, right? The thing with Venom is it grossed more than Wonder Woman did globally. Really? Like, it is unstoppable globally, uh, which I think is a travesty. Don't get me wrong. I think Wonder Woman's awesome. I think Venom's fun, but so-so. Uh, but it is such a powerhouse in other countries. Like, there's no way they're not doing a sequel. It will be Venom versus Carnage, but I think they really want to have a Spider-Man cameo. It is I mean, Spider-Man it's characters. Spider-Man. That makes sense. I mean, you have to have Spider-Man. He is the one the story is I about. I think Marvel should say yes to Spider-Man, but no to Tom Holland's face. Like, Tom Holland can be in a scene, but he's wearing the suit. Like, he never takes the mask off. Just adjacent. He's, they're Spider-Man adjacent. But he's also, like, knocked out, so he can't talk. Oh, he can talk, so but he's, he's in it for, like, all of three minutes. Oh, that's so much money for a cameo, but it makes... Worth it. Uh, I mean, Tom Holland will do it. Uh, just like, look, Tom, you can do it. We're going to pay you 20 bucks, but you can spoil the shit out of it. Go ahead. Well, they have to do it. They have to drug the actual actor, Tom Holland, so he doesn't remember <laughs> that he did it. Because it's the only way that secret would stay in God, that movie. that kid has diarrhea of the mouth. I think he's doing for fun, though. Like, if... He's just get a super in, genius. He would get in actual trouble. Like, there was, like, that story, like, a couple years ago where, like, that extra just spoiled Glee of, like, who won prom king and queen and just everyone lost their minds over it. And, like... Really? Yeah, she was an extra... And just on Twitter, just like spoiled who won prom king and queen. What a bitch! And like the producer called her out on Twitter and was like, "How dare you ruin something that some people work so hard for? Hope you uh, have other skills because you'll never work in Hollywood again." And then she's been blacklisted from Hollywood. So she'll never be an extra again. That was for Glee. So who gives a shit? If like if people were actually upset at Tom Holland spilling the beans, he would have been fired immediately. And That's would, fair. So, like, I, I don't think there's... I think he's, there, he's given the go-ahead. Like, I know he's got a handler now. Like, whenever he's in public, there's, like, a Marvel handler that, like, wags his finger at him. Like, oh, right. Tom. Sh- so, so they're... they're I mean, because they still want to keep it spoiler-free and, like, tis tit, you know, shh, shh, shh. But, like, Look, I you don't... hire a 12-year-old, you get what you get. Exactly. I'm surprised. All right. Speaking of NDAs and spoilers and all that, brings us to our last piece of news. Star Wars uh, uh, Episode Nine. So, in an interview with Collider, Mark Hamill might have let something slip. He uh, says, hey, you know, most of my work for the next... Because he was doing a press for a different movie. But he's like, most of my work is voiceovers except for this one big thing. But I'm, I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. Which basically lets slip that he'll probably be back as a forest ghost in Star Wars. Really? Yeah. Well, like, probably. 
Yeah, I would think that's a big... I mean, when you see Jedis die, that's what they come back as Force Ghosts. That's why, I mean, when Vader died, you see him come right back, depending on which version you have, either really good or really right. bad. Right, yeah. I mean, I would not be surprised if they... They're going to have all of them. Like, they'll have Harrison Ford back doing something. We're never going to see Harrison Ford. No, he was... did not, He's done with Star Wars, I guarantee. We'll see Force Users back. I think we're going to see Vader... I think we're going to see Luke. I think we're going to see Obi-Wan. I think we're going to see Yoda all as Force Ghosts. That's okay. That's my guess. I don't know. I can uh, I can, I can see him just like nodding silently. See, so you're only a ghost if you have the Force? Correct. It's called a Force Ghost. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and explain Star Wars to you. Uh, no, but, please, please. But please so explain. anyway, so so now, uh, so Hamill's talking in this interview, talking about how when he got the original script for Star Wars, he's like, oh, this is kind of weird and wacky. And they would have his friend read it and his friend be like oh that's wacky can I show my wife he'd be like yeah they pass the, the script all around but now uh, when you get to Star Wars script uh, rewrites are in red with black ink like red pages because you can't photocopy that and I didn't know that really yeah so J.J. Abrams this is like a big thing that he did like it started with Lost and like starts going on all his like major pro- projects is if you have red pages you can't photocopy them and it's gone so far now is that there are script handlers so a handler comes to mark hamill hands him a script so he can read the rewrites gives it back to the handler and he leaves you're not allowed to keep it you can't have it in a safe nothing you're just not allowed to there's like a very few amount of people know what's going on now i don't like that as an actor that seems dumb yeah but people uh are stupid well all right i'm I'm, i was gonna argue something but now i'm rescinding that point i was gonna say if you're an actor you should be in the moment so you don't know what's happening in the scene. So That's called improv. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck but, scripts. Right. But <laughs> if, if I know I'm going to die and like this is like my big heroic moment, do I treat it like this is my big heroic moment? Or is just we're having a conversation. I'm just trying to give you a pep talk. And, hey, it's going to be okay. You don't have to be scared. And then I die. Do I know that going in and I play it up as like a, you're going to be okay. We're all going to la, la, la. But, I just want to imagine myself as the person with the career that – my job is to hold the Star Wars script and it's in a briefcase handcuffed <laughs> to my wrist. Like, secrets in a 1960s spy film. <laughs> and that's my life and that's my job. That'd be amazing. You're busy texting. It's fine. All right, uh, you ready for an interview? Yeah, let's do an interview. Uh, no, we are guestless this week. Yeah. Originally supposed to have Tiernan from the Chicken Salad Boys podcast on our show this week. He... Uh, bailed last minute by not answering emails and showing up hours late. So our first guestless one, but hope you still enjoyed the episode. Tiernan will be back with his partner Josh for our Christmas special that comes out on Christmas where we don't talk about news. We just talk about film and how film works and projection and all sorts of cool technology shit, which I really like. Crossover. Crossover. <laughs> and there will be sleigh bells. Uh, but uh, other than that, guys, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, my co-host, Mason Shear. Thank you very much. I don't have any plugs. No plugs. We're very successful. Yes. Episode 10. Hopefully the sound sounds all right for Fred. Uh, we got some good Brady Bunch talking. Uh, thank you so much to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Not a single iTunes review since we've rebooted this podcast. <laughs> Not a single review. People don't give iTunes Lots of reviews. downloads. Yeah, uh, apparently. So, uh, you know, go ahead and give us a one star. Give us a five star. Whatever you think is fair. I don't care. Uh, but just review us so you know you're listening. Email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or criticisms. Find us on Facebook at 5x5 at the movies. Thank you, Dan, Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the 5x5 Network. Our theme is produced by Dan Richardson. We'll see you next week with another 5x5 at the movies. Roll credits.